The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. It's time for our weekly TV and streaming spot. Joe Shea joins us from Cork. Elaine Burke, the editor of Silicon Republic, is with us here in studio. And Joe, I'll start with you because I understand you're amongst the four billion or so who are said to be watching the coverage today of British Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Uh, what have you made of the TV coverage? Um, well, it was pretty extraordinary and hard to miss because it literally wall to wall and even RTE uh, did it for two hours uh, at 11, 11 to, or half 10 to half 12 this morning as well, covering the main kind of ceremony from Westminster Abbey. It was spectacular. It was um, pageantry on a scale that probably none of us have seen in, in our lifetimes. Um, it was hard to understand if you weren't British, I think. Uh, I think you needed to be you know, to have that affection or a connection towards the royal family. There were moments of lots of levity. It started off sort of, um, you know, in the sunshine and almost a kind of, a, a, you know, I think a sense of relief for a lot of people that the day was finally here after the long lead-in. But it soon turned very sombre, of course. It's a funeral at the end of the day. What would, else would you expect it to be? No, it's not. No. And, and you saw that when, you know, from the crowds, they started off sort of, there was a slight bit of excitement in the air because it was such a big occasion. But, the, you know, when they saw the procession, when they saw the family and they saw that massed ranks of sailors and soldiers and the carriage being pulled, um, you know, it, it, it definitely became a very sombre occasion. Um, there were moments of levity as well. I, I had to laugh. Uh, main Australian commentary team for Channel 9, Nick Overton and Tracy Grimshaw, covered themselves in glory when uh, they spotted a kind of a, a nondescript woman and her, and, her, and her partner getting out of a limo and they were kind of trying to work out, who is that? Who, I think who are these minor, minor roles? <laughs> yeah, minor royals, minor royals, yeah. And then it was a close-up and they still didn't get it because uh, and uh, Nick uh, Overton said, I'm just being informed that's Liz Truss, new Prime Minister of the UK. So, I mean, it, it, it was that kind of day as well. For, and Joe, for how did our match the tone of it? Because clearly for British television, they had to be deferential and sober yeah. for fear of offending any viewers. But... RT had to be, the commentators had to be respectful because it was the Mm. funeral of the monarch of our nearest neighbour. But there was also a line that was not to be crossed as didn't to be deferential. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, RT, I was I was switching between, I even watched it on YouTube at one stage, but uh, Ray Kendi and Kate Egan were doing it for RT and it was straight down the middle neutral, you know, this is a big event, this is a historic, you know, global event and they did a good job because, you know, what you really had to do was call it as it was happening. So, you know, it, and RT, I think, you know, took a bit of stick for, for, for covering this, but the interest was huge. You can't ignore, you couldn't ignore as a state well, broadcaster yeah. or next door neighbours of this massive event. Okay. I have to admit, I haven't seen any of it yet. Um, Elaine Burke, editor of Silicon Republic, were your eyes glued to it? No, I found it really easy to ignore, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfectly understandable. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Good for her. She was 96. She got a really good innings and she's getting a great send off. But I didn't have any personal interest in it. It's extraordinary as well, though, isn't it, given the numbers involved uh, watching on television and the costs involved for the stations and putting on their presentations that they're not going to make the money out of it that yeah. they would normally would if it was something else. Like for any big major event that you'd have that kind of a viewership, you'd have tons of advertising around it. But uh, there was like an ad ban across this kind of coverage, which I find really interesting. So we're kind of agreeing that capitalism is in poor taste. Is, is that what we're saying now? So that's cool. 
Yeah, that there are certain times when money making is not appropriate. Yeah, I like that. Let's have that discussion rather than talk about this this funeral and all this sombre pageantry that's been going on. Okay, but there were there, there were genuinely affecting moments. I mean, and and I, I must be a sucker for this sort of thing. But when they cu- they cut to the Queen's uh, pony, um, you know, uh, in Windsor, and the Queen's corgis kind of there, and the staff who were obviously very affected by the whole thing. I think you'd need a heart to stone not to be not to be caught up in the in that sense of you know it's a big sombre event, it's a global event, and it's a sad event. Okay, I, I mean, this again, I mean, are there highlights programmes on tonight? I mean, do I sound rather <laughs> odd for a thing like a funeral for people to watch to catch up if they were actually yeah, yeah, busy the, working today? The, there will be, there will be full. I think ITV and BBC are doing very big. I'm, I'm sure as editors stuck in a, in a basement somewhere in London, frantically cutting stuff together. They're both, uh, all the channels are car- covering extensive highlights coverage tonight. Uh, so you won't miss it if you didn't get a chance to see it today. I was watching it kind of one eye on it and one eye on my on my day day to day work, and I, I did find it interesting. Okay, now if I go back to you, Miss Elaine, what about uh, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, mm. the presenters of this morning? Did they queue jump at the lying in state last week to visit the, the coffin of Queen Elizabeth, or did they not? I found this funny as well because the second I saw the headline referring to TV presenters, I was like, that's going to be Phil and Holly being accused of cute jumpers. I knew straight away it was going to be Phil and Holly. And they're saying, and their producers are saying that they didn't queue jump, that they were there uh, for coverage, um, as in they had their press passes and that's how they got into the press galley or whatever. Um, But the people who were there on the ground are saying they absolutely queue jumped. Why were they there for coverage? They're not due on the TV um, for another few days, I think. And uh, the coverage will be over by then so uh, there's a bit of a I wonder will it ever be over though I mean I think this will probably be replayed and replayed for quite a while were they what was their demeanour or something did they look guilty almost or in the way that they got in because presumably they knew the cameras were on them as soon as they were in to pay their respects yeah and I mean like we have seen uh, I believe David Beckham was spotted in the queue himself and stuff like that so like there is this kind of precedence being set that you know you should be in the queue and they're British, yeah. they love a queue. <laughs> they do love a queue. But Joe, I thought that was in retrospect, David Beckham, that was an absolutely outstanding piece of reputation washing on his part oh, yeah. to be 14 hours in the queue. Nobody yeah. now will take issue with him again for the 150 million quid he got from Guitar to be their ambassador <laughs> for the World Cup. Because all of the British will remember him for is their yeah. former England he, football captain, <laughs> national hero, because he queued for 14 hours. He respected the queue and that's all that counts in England at the moment. So if you respect the queue, fill in Holly uh, made a humongous uh, mistake Uh, but it was funny as well people were giving out about them you know and I actually interacted with a couple of people on Twitter and I was like yeah it's terrible who do they think they are royalty you know it's it's, it's kind of funny of people queuing for 14 hours to show deference to people who claim to be their betters and then are giving out about people doing the same thing uh, who are you know who do they think they are superior to us it's just that kind of element of the whole kind of circus around it it just got very strange and continues to be strange and then I wonder though for many people particularly of younger generations is this going to be something that they'll start watching in edited clips on their phones rather than actually watching on television like older generations Oh, absolutely. I mean I I did like pass by a bit of footage earlier and it was literally just silent footage of cars driving through London I mean 
But these There's are nothing what people to see there. So yeah, you're going to get the isolated moments. That's what will kind of trend on this. There'll be clips already, I'd say, on uh, Twitter and TikTok of what happened today. The highlights reels will be out there already, essentially, on those Which platforms. Which again must be frustrating to the broadcasters that they go to the expense of providing the footage, which is picked up by people and just uploaded onto social media. And not just the expense. I mean, this has literally been years in the making. Um, the BBC has had protocols and practices for this in place for a very, very long time. Um, and, and that's kind of like why it's, it all does seem a bit stiff and showboaty like as well, because like they've been prepared for this. Like they, it's the most contrived uh, representation of, of grief that you'll ever see. OK, well, let's move on to other TV issues. And um, I don't know if you've been following this one, Elaine, but uh, the Great British Bake Off has given rise to the idea of having a new TV piano contest. Yeah, so you, we've seen this kind of GBBO touch come to sewing with Great British Sewing Bee, which I believe the same makers are behind. We've got a jewellery making show that's hosted by Catherine Ryan. There's a great pottery showdown. There's a woodworker show. There's a makeup show. There's a hairdressing show. Mm-hmm. There's an interior design one. And now there's piano. Um, but apparently there's a bit of a twist. Um, so they got this idea from the situation where there are pianos put in public spaces. So there's one in Houston Station that people will be aware of, I'm sure. Um, and there's, there's some of those in train stations across the UK. That's um, right. I have to say that uh, Gavin Riley, who used to work with us here on the last run today FM, who's now with Virgin Media, is a great tinkler on the Ivies and has been recorded playing on that very piano down in Houston Station and he was an absolute whiz at it. Well, if he'd done that in St Pancras or one of these UK stations, he might have been discovered for this show <laughs> because apparently uh, they set it up so that the people participating maybe thought it was going to be a documentary about them doing this, this uh, job of kind of like just bringing music to the masses uh, as a bit of a daily surprise um, and they didn't realise that they were going to be part of a competition so that's the little twist that comes in that, that the contestants actually don't realise they're contestants until a certain point in the show I believe it'll be early on that they find out that they are contestants but that's just something a little bit different that you're, they're bringing to it and then you've got Lang Lang who um, would be like if you're into classical music or something like that he'd be a well-known pianist and then you've got Mika who's a pop star um, he would have actually hosted the Eurovision earlier this year you might have recognised him from that um, so they're actually the two judges on it and then Claudia will and is going to be hosting. Of course, again, Joel, this seems that it seems that all the, the hobbies of the British middle class eventually yeah. got made into a TV show with a competitive edge to it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's literally no kind of hobby that hasn't had this effect. Maybe crocheting probably is the only one that hasn't. <laughs> oh, I would watch um, that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I probably would as well because it's it's comfort TV. I mean, look at the success of the repair shop, which I think you know it, it shows the kind of the the kind of times we live in. People are looking for this kind of kind of soft focus, nice people doing nice things in a community setting, and you know it's nice piano playing or it's baking or whatever. And there's just this huge insatiable hunger for this, and there are. Uh, TV production companies that just zero in on this and know how to do it perfectly and make these hugely successful uh, shows. Okay, an American show, Severance. Are you a fan of this, Elaine? Oh, yeah. Tell us about it, because this is one of the ones I've been considering, should I actually go to watch? Uh, You should definitely watch it. I don't want to say too much because it's that kind of show that the less you know going in, the better, because it's a bit of a mystery that unfolds. Um, But it's a bit of a, I suppose it's a bit of a, surrealist take on office life and so essentially the people that are in Severance they work for this uh, mega corporation that seems to be involved in technology and things like that and um, they've invented a way to sever part of your personality or self um, that you have a work self and a regular life self and they have separate memories 
and kind of live separately. Okay, and of course the trailer for this was dropped in an unconventional fashion by a tech company which you could say could be the subject of this particular programme. It is quite funny, isn't it? So Apple TV Plus is where you can find Severance and they're they're behind uh, putting the show out there. And they dropped a teaser trailer just at the end of the iPhone event earlier this month. So that was an event where they showcased their new iPhones, their AirPods, their new watches and things like that. And then right at the end of the event, kind of out of nowhere, it was like a a Marvel stage at the end of the credits they just threw in this little teaser clip of season two of Severance so they're they're obviously going ahead with it again Okay uh, Joe what's your pick of the week please um, My pick of the week is on RT1 tonight at 9.35pm it's called The War at Home and it's a big major one-off doc looking at the Irish response to the crisis in Ukraine and to the eyes of Ukrainians who have been forced to travel to Ireland for obvious reasons escaping the war in their homeland I think something like 40,000 Ukrainians uh, according to the, to the blurb I saw for this have, have been are, are, are in that's Ireland That's correct it's more than 40,000 yes Yeah so it's um, uh, this looks at, uh, at a number of them you know it p- picks out people with interesting stories and kind of tries to get the experience of what it's like to you know to have to flee your your homeland and come to a country that you may not have known very much about in the in the most difficult circumstances uh, so i think it's um you know we we're all interested in this we all want to know these are recent arrivals and there's a lot of them so it's i came across a group of 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 Ukrainians picking blackberries on a little beach in East Cork last weekend, and it's it's just it's 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 a phenomenon that has happened suddenly to us. So the war at home, RT one tonight uh, at nine thirty five is is going to try and look into that. Elaine, what's your pick of the week? Um, I won't be around myself to watch it because I'm going on holidays, but I will be setting the DVR for Kunk on Earth, which starts on BBC Two at quarter past eleven on Tuesday. If you're a fan of Charlie Brooker, he's behind this show. It's sort of a mockumentary style with this character Philomena Kunk who he's uh, created and, and used before. Um, she's played by Jenna Morgan, who people might recognise from Motherland or Afterlife. She's a great comedian. She kind of has this uh, style that veers between really down to earth and kind of just mad statements put out there as fact. So she's a bit all over the place, but it's really fun to watch. And it's from Charlie Brooker. So if you're a fan of Black Mirror or any of his stuff, you'll probably like it. That's on BBC Two tomorrow evening, quarter past 11, Kunk on Earth. Elaine Burke, editor of Silicon Republican. Joe Shea, thank you both very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.